Uh-huh. Stop, 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 stop. Listening to Geek vs. Geek, please visit our Facebook page for donation recommendations and other ways you can contribute to the show. Look us up, Geek vs. Geek, on Facebook. Thank you. Boom. Hey, what's up, guys? This is Gio. And this is Bug. Welcome to episode 36 of Geek vs. Geek. And uh, we did not announce it because it was an executive decision made during the week of Thanksgiving here in America uh, that we just skip a week and take a break and enjoy the holiday season and the food and everything and not have to worry about putting a show together. So, um, no, we didn't go anywhere. We just took a break. We didn't have anything in the pipeline to put in place of the show. Um, I think... I think we should do that before Christmas if we want to take Christmas off. We should have something mm-hmm. put put together. Um, but don't adjust your your uh, podcast apps, folks. Um, we're still here, and this will be released Friday from now on, as it has been the last few episodes. Uh, we just found it. I've studied the numbers and talked it over with Gio, and we just found it better. To release on Friday, no matter when we record it, Friday seems like a better release. So you'll hear this on Friday, and that'll be exactly two weeks since you last heard from us. And I know it seems like forever, but we do have quite a bit to talk about this evening. Mm. So 
Where do you want to begin, Gio? Do you, do you want me to lead this off? Yes, or, uh, uh, please. Uh, I don't, I really, this is, you un- were ju- yeah. you just kind of checked out last couple of weeks. You just took a break from everything. So pretty much. <laughs> and, and I got wrapped up into something. I wouldn't say by accident because I kind of did follow it, but we'll talk about it. I'm going to, I'm going to start with some YouTube drama, which I don't normally subscribe uh, subscribe to. But the reason I want to talk about this, and I'm not, I'm going to preface it before I say anything about the topic, is because relying on your income, relying on YouTube for your income, you're like a shooting star. You start off, you know. A little spark, then you get bigger and brighter and brighter and brighter. Then you burn out, and and then you derail. And the lifespan of a YouTube superstar is about ten years. Then then that's it. I don't care when you start making your money on YouTube. You could be making your money on the ninth year, the eleventh year. You're gonna start to fizzle. And I don't know. I guess it has a lot to do with. Uh, demographic dynamics or nature of people um, because television's a lot the same way very few TV shows la- last five mm-hmm. six seasons you know they're very rare to go past the five six season mark you, you know in fact five seasons is considered a successful television show and that's broadcast um, on YouTube, you're you're fighting way more channels, competition. You're fighting way more content. You're you're fighting not only the content, but you're also fighting for. Um, you're on the same TV network, competing with each other. You know what I mean? It's like members of Discovery Channel. Okay, I've got this show about sharks, and I've got this show about sharks, and I've got this show about sharks, and I've got this show about sharks, but it's all on the Discovery Channel, and I'm not watching every show about sharks. I'm going to pick one or two, and that's going to be it, and it's very hard, uh, for. and there's people that do. They they study the algorithm, and they compete, and they, they get there, and this individual that I'm about to bring up, I do believe we're starting to see his star burnout and that would be none other than the 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 self-made journalist tim pool and the drama happens actually started a couple years ago um there was there was a show called um tim cast irl and it was him and his good friend at the time adam krigler okay I still follow Adam Krigler, uh, not heavily, but I still I I have my foot in that door. Whereas I don't follow Tim Pool at all, and I'll get into that. And you you can offer your opinion as we go too. I used to in. I used to um, follow him as well, um, Pool that is. But he got he something happened. He once he you know started getting you know a massive place in the middle of nowhere and you know he got he just things just kind of went to his head i feel like he, his ego took over i think yeah yeah and it just didn't seem it seemed contrived and not as genuine 
You, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like when he and Adam would talk on the show, like you and I do, it felt natural. It was like, like, like we do, like, like what we do here. It felt a lot like that. Two good friends have known each other more than 15, 10, 15 years. Uh, um, I'm speaking of Adam and, and Tim. And, uh, you know, from Adam's perspective, um, there, Adam left and, Tim had to basically start over because um, Adam actually got fired, but Tim says he didn't fire him. But it's 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 there's proof all over the place that, that Tim did indeed get fired. I mean, Adam did indeed get fired, and uh, Adam kept quiet about it for the last couple of years. You know, he. He distanced himself from Tim. Tim distanced himself from Adam. Nobody really talked about it. They always wondered what happened because it was very abrupt. It wasn't a planned thing. It was just one night the show got canceled, and, and then um, they both tweeted out on the tweeters, you know, um, that Adam was leaving the show, and Tim kind of did some damage control. It has nothing to do with me. And Adam kept his mouth shut for the last two years. Well, the day after Thanksgiving, Adam does a live show, which that's what he does now. He does live, you know, live shows. I think he does them like every night or at least once a week. And he did, he, you know, he's been under a lot of pressure to talk about what happened between him and Tim. And up until this point, he was very reluctant to even speak on it, you know. But, you know, I think he just wanted to air it out, get it off his chest, and move on, you know. So he did a six-hour stream on Friday night, the day after Thanksgiving here in America. And uh, he basically went into fine detail about what happened between him and Tim. And it was egregious. It was worse than I ever thought it was. Um, basically, uh, Tim has a habit of yelling at his employees, being very, um, authoritarian, if you will. And he's in control of everything. He made, he made his employees sign an NDA that, that, that he owns everything they do, everything, whether like Adam was offered a show after he didn't want to do the Tim Cass IRL anymore. He was offered his own show with him by himself but it belonged to Tim and all the money would go to Tim and Adam would just get like a salary like a like just you know a set fee no matter how much that show made Tim would get everything and then pay Adam uh, a wage and Adam was like I'm not signing an NDA I'm not I'm not working with you or for you anymore I'm done I'm leaving and plus, Ad, uh, Tim wanted to move to the compound. I guess it's called the Cast Castle. Oh, my God, how gay. But um, And Tim likes to have all his employees live with him in this compound and everything, you know. And I don't understand that. I've always, and I've run a business. I've run a business. I've owned a business. And I've worked in the corporate environment. And the consensus is... You 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 don't sleep where you shit. You know what I mean? Uh, and even dogs know not to do that. 
and that kind of the mixing of business and pleasure, you know, business and your work life and your personal life, that's dangerous to me because you can't, you've got to walk off the job when things are stressful. And if you live at your fucking workplace, you can't go anywhere to detox from that. Okay. So you're brooding a cesspool of stress and anxiety and tension because people aren't going to get along 100% of the time. Okay. And they, they need, even if it's a little thing, they need to be able, like, when I was working for Lowe's and when I was stressed out, I'd come home and I'd have an off day. I was away from Lowe's. I didn't think about Lowe's. I was able to go a little bit further than I did because I I wasn't there 100% of the time. I, I had a personal life to go to to balance it out. You know what I mean? Tim over the weekend announced that he was a communist, and that's one of the reasons he likes the compound lifestyle. You know, uh, okay, but he, um, that's interesting because he, he wants control of everything though. And he wants all the money. So that, if that's I'm not mistaken, did he got, does he not spend an inordinate amount of time railing against, you know, Democrats and AOC who are for all intents and purposes, communist. Well, he used to. But I haven't heard him do a show in a long time, so I don't know what his stance is now. Well, I mean, but I, I just. Uh, but he, you can go and watch it. He did a rebuttal to Adam's podcast, um, where basically he he just he said it in a joking manner. But you know, if you read between lines, he's basically admitting that he's a communist, and that's fine. That's his business. I don't. I don't like that lifestyle. You know, you got a bunch of millennials living together, skateboard park in the basement. You know, fuck all that, man. That's just you're not you're not edgy and hip. You're making three and a half million dollars a month, come to find out. You're not edgy anymore. Yeah, you're not edgy anymore, dude. You're not edgy. You're you're you know, you're you're all about the money now. And you're and Adam point Adam is, and I watched it, most of it. And Adam's point was, you know, he was hurt because the friendship was damaged. And Tim is like, you know, well, the money it was all about the money for him. Because, well, first of all, I was paying him a lot. I was paying him, you know, half, basically. And I didn't want him to have half. I wanted more money, you, you know. And so it's basically him getting out of that and taking more money. And then he offered, okay, Tim himself is making three and a half million a month, okay, so that that that's to that's a, that's to put up against what he offered Adam. He offered him two hundred fifty thousand dollars a year, okay, which to me that's good money. But when your fucking ass is making three and a half million a month, and you're offering me two fifty a year. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it seems like you could do a little better than that, homie, because we're friends. I know you and I, if we ever went into a event like this right here, it's down the middle. It's 50-50. The, 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 whatever you and I do together, it will be down the middle because we've been friends forever. And the friendship is more important than the money to me. Exactly. 50% of nothing is more than zero. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And uh, 10 doesn't look at it that way. 
So the whole thing, you know, now people are taking sides, and that's where the YouTube drama comes in. You know, I'm Team Adam, and I'm Team Tim, and you know, which I'm not, I haven't liked Tim in a long time. So none of this is affected my opinion of him. It just reaffirms what I've already been witnessing, and that's why I just kind of stepped away from Tim. Same reason you did. It's like I'm I'm starting to see some drama down the road here, and I don't want any part of it. You know, I'm not going to jump into these, you know, these camps. You know, I like Adam. I like what he talks about. I like what he, you know, where he, his points of view. And that's the only reason I ever, and I don't even do that regularly. It's just if he's talking about something I'm interested in, I watch him. I'm not even subscribed to his channel. I'll go and look for him, you know, when, when I want to watch Adam. Tim, I don't, I blatantly ignore anything Tim does. It's annoying to me because if you're making three and a half million dollars a month, you're no longer relatable to me. Nothing you say matters to me anymore because you're one of them now. You're an elite and you act like one. And um, if I ever did three and a half million dollars a month, I first thing I would do is tell you, it's like, hey, I'm one of them now. And it would be a fucking joke between us. You, you know what I mean? And I have a feeling you'd be the same way. You might be a little more humble about it, but I wouldn't feel like I could any longer relate to where I came from. I'd, I'd remember it, but I, there's no way I could relate to people that are now on my level right now. I, mm. I would understand that I was I was detached from that world it's at that level. Isn't that isn't that how society has gotten now? If you're not if you're not making thousands of dollars or millions of dollars or whatever, you're not you're not anybody. You know, if, if you're not, you know, I didn't make to, these rules, man. Yeah, I mean, like, uh, but I would no longer have the worry and the stress that somebody like me right now has. Well, you would have you would. It's have, not that I feel like I'm above them. It's just I can no longer relate to them. I can you would have worry back. and stress. You would have worry and stress that would just be on a different level. I mean, I look could at what pay happens. it off. I could pay well, it off at that. Well, point. yeah, but I mean, like, let's. We, you and I have talked about this. Lottery winners, when they win the lottery, that you give somebody right. like a lump sum of money, who's yeah. never been rich, right, out of the clear blue. Yeah, yeah, and they don't know how to. It usually uh, ends bad. They don't. I mean, I would have that problem. Like I have. Means dollars, I can have anything I want. I Who wouldn't go, cr- you know? <laughs> I know exactly what I would do. I would sink a lot of that money right, right into my stock market portfolio, man. And I'd buy up some properties. Well, I, I think I would lean towards more the property than the market because the market will. It's it, I I have I've been watching this stuff um, as far as the market's concerned for a while, and I don't like what I'm seeing because of these idiots. But you know, well, I'm actually watching the market. I'm not watching the market news, so there's a big difference there. I think. Well, yeah. Well, in order to get you know, that's a lot of people. You know, that's you sort of watch what's going on in the world. Oh, you should invest in this. You should, if I'm like oil for one, th- for for instance, they're wanting us so bad to get off oil that you know you'd be crazy not to invest in it because somebody's buying oil. <laughs> you know, so 
Um, but yeah, Poole has. I used to think he was a pretty cool guy. I mean, you know, he would brag about it about his gun collection, and st- which is now that you say, you know, this, I'm like, well, doesn't that kind of make him a hypocrite? Well, add that to the list of reasons why I don't follow him anymore. But we, you know, this is this is a very common tale. You and I both know there's somebody else that we don't follow anymore. Because um, you and I used to really be really big in tech, into technology and computer world and, you know, gadgets and stuff. I still follow some of that. Um, we used to, back in the day, there used to be this channel called Tech TV, which was oh nothing but... You know, nothing but, you know, um, just geeks being geeks and, oh, this is cool and you can do this and you can do, you know, and you can make all this, you know, neat stuff happen and you can have all this, these neat things. And, and it was like that for a few years. And then eventually Tech TV died. And because cable doesn't know how to market tech to your average consumer. Um, not like they do now. And, uh, the, some of the people that were involved in that channel branched out upon their own. This was the early days of podcasting. And you're going and, way back, man. You're, and, uh, you're and one of these, the whole history of cables. One of these people, his guy, his name's Leo Laporte. He started out radio broadcasting computers, you know, talking about computers on the radio still does. Um, but he, he, you know, took his money, bought, bought a cottage in, um, Pataluma, Pataluma, California. Right. And, um, looks like a pretty cool town. I always wanted to visit there just to see what it's like, but, um, bought a cottage, had employees and, 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 you know, was, was, by all, for all intents and purposes, from from the out, outside, he was treating him pretty well. He wasn't, um, you know, he was a, just a great, happy-go-lucky guy. Um, always seemed to know what he was, you know, like he he was knowledgeable and wanted to help people and so forth. Then he gets he gets into a bigger operation because his opera his podcast has grown so much. It's blossomed into an entire network of shows. Come to find out he's not paying his employees. He's a millionaire. Several Banging times his CEO when he was married. Yeah. Um, and, uh, well, his, his, one of his employees who didn't, who didn't uh, think it very funny that he didn't get paid. There's video Somewhere else, it's probably still on YouTube. I would assume he's yeah. broad, he's broadcasting, um, you know, one of one of his shows. And one of the things he does is he has a he has a IRC chat room that he that you know his people who listen and him hang out in. Well, it's behind him. He's got like a green screen or something like that, or a monitor behind him with the chat scrolling. And you're watching this, and you look in the background, you can see him talking to his um, 
I guess you would call her your mistress. And uh, was his CEO, CEO basically. His company. <laughs> and, yeah. and, and, and she's like, I'm, I'm home alone. I can still smell you. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, oh, I adore you. Why are we talking about Leo, man? Why, 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 <laughs> well, the, he did the same thing. It's basically like he, he basically screwed over his employees. I don't know how many. I haven't been there. Twit's still around. And I haven't been there in years. But he basically did the same thing. It's like he doesn't pay his employee. Oh, why should I pay you? You get free stuff. You get, you know. I provide he provides like snacks and stuff for them to when they're working and stuff and he he thinks that that's enough. No, they need dollars to pay rent. I mean, duh. Um, At least that was the. uh, So he, he, I mean, the only you know. Upside for Poole is that he was actually paying his employee. He just wasn't paying him what he was worth. Well, that that's added to the other dynamic that I was going to get into. Um, t- t- Adam didn't get along with Lydia. You remember oh, Lydia? his his uh, what is she? His uh, producer, 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 yeah, producer, yeah. Well. Lydia was very manipulative, according to Adam. And at this point, I believe Adam over Tim because I've caught Tim lying on several occasions. Just in the, just in his rebuttal, he's lied like a bunch of times, and he's done some douchey things since Adam's broadcast. So Adam didn't stoop that far down. So I'm going to assume that Adam's telling the truth because Tim's giving me every reason not to believe him. Adam hasn't done that. So um, I'm going to take Adam's word at this point. I mean, one of the douchey things that Tim did is uh, instead of getting up with Adam directly, he uh, Facebook messaged Adam's wife after the podcast, after the live stream, trying to, you know, trying to tell his wife and Adam's evil and he's got it wrong and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, why are you talking to my wife, dude? Why don't you come to me? That's like another incident that happened where somebody texted you out of the clear blue sky when when it was between you and me and we had worked it out and we understood what the problem was and it was already, had already come and gone and then somebody texted you out of the clear blue sky as if they knew, A, as if they had any business in, in, in this situation, and B, as if they knew what the hell was going on because they think they know something. You, you, you know, um, that really pissed me off because that person didn't know both sides of the story. They didn't understand that you and I had worked it out. We had talked it out, whatever that problem was. It wasn't that major. Um and um, it's and second of all, they didn't hear the other side of the conversation. They only heard one side and made a judgment on it. And then they they got a, a you know didn't come to me when they should have, and asked me about it, you know, which I would have been happy to explain the situation. And they would have understood that there was you know no reason for them to get involved in the first place. But now they they texted you out of the clear blue. And uh, 
you know, had you not told me, I would have never known, but that, that's going behind my fucking back, you know, and considering who this individual was, I really did feel betrayed at that point in time. And I kind of feel like that was a lot to do with the beginning of the end of that situation, but I'm not going to talk about that because I want to get back to pool. Well, Adam didn't get along with, with Lydia at all because Lydia manipulated people. And she would always side with Tim because Tim and Lydia were boning each other. Okay. Mm -hmm. While Tim was dating his girlfriend. Okay. And uh, Lydia was never really that attractive to me. Neither is Tim, I guess. So whatever. <laughs> I mean, I, the part that bothers me is, you know, uh, Tim was in a relationship, you know, and I think Lydia was too. And, um, that kind of bothers me. And, uh, but, and plus that's your employee. She works for you, dude. So there's, you know, that's, that's messy. That's messy and it's unprofessional and it's another reason not to fucking shit where you sleep. You know what I mean? I just don't mix the business with the pleasure. I just never do it, man. Well, all these, you know. all these businesses end up yeah, with some sexual day, stuff, man. Yeah. All these businesses, at the end of the day, they end up failing because the, the CEOs of these things get big heads. Oh, yeah. yeah. And, mm. you know, they... You know, I'm 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 making millions of dollars a year. I don't, you know, you you pee on you, you know, you basically. And uh, yeah, Tim Pool's sister Lisa Pool, who's actually pretty cool, by the way. Um, she chimed in. Um, she didn't really. She doesn't have a lot of followers, and she's not a real big YouTuber. She's just basically a housewife in the suburbs of Chicago. And she chimed in. She's like, you know, I want the old Tim Pool back. You know, I want my, you know, my brother back. And she did like a 25 minute uh, video about an experience she had where Tim was yelling at an employee. Then he turned around and snapped at her because she had worked for Tim for a little while because, you know, he wants everybody to work for him, you know, and she didn't want to move out there to what to, to West Virginia. Um, but he was, she really didn't have a choice in the matter, you know? Mm -hmm. And, um, so she worked, but she could only work there for like three or four months. And she, she was just like, no, nah, I'm going, I'm, I'm leaving, you know? Mm -hmm. And, uh, so her and Tim don't really talk to each other. And, um, so there's that. If they had an argument and one of these arguments was Tim has no children. Lisa does. Uh, Lisa's got like three kids. Okay, and they're all very young. And uh, they were at the house. Huh? Stop a minute. Stop, 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 stop. What do you stop with? We're not we're not recording, dude. We're not? No. Yeah, we are. Well, I can't see it on this end. It says we're recording on this end. Okay. Well, I just don't want to go through all this and then just be like, uh because usually I can see. Yeah, we're good. I mean. Oh, I'm sorry. I was. I can't. Usually I can see Scott is recording this call. So. You still seeing it or no? No. Or what? No. You you can't see it. 
No. Well, we're it says we're recording as far as I'm concerned. So now we're recording again. Okay, I'm gonna I'll I'll fix all this. This is bullshit. Um, are you there? Yeah, yeah. I'm here. Yeah, I'm gonna have to fix. It. I accidentally hit the stop button. I mean, trying. the reason there's a uh, I see some. It's like something's hanging on this end, and I don't see anything. It just says hanging. What like it? Yeah, what? like there's like under where your uh, logo is or whatever your icon. Yeah. It's got the little spinning circle, like it's stuck. I will. I'll fix it. Okay. But, 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 I just. Yeah, I'm yeah. sorry. I just. I. It. I got. Went to look up, and I'm like, wait a minute. Something's not right. Um, anyway. When I see it not recording, then we'll have something to worry about. But anyway. Um, so anyway, she's got three kids. And he, she's having to live at this compound and where she's basically the property manager. Mm-hmm. Like, we need a den mother, basically. And um <laughs> And he's only paying her $48,000 a year. He's making $3.5 million a month. I can pay you $48,000 a year. What is that? What, is, what does that That's even com- come out to a week or a month? Uh, what, the $3.5 million? No, well, both. Let's just for... Okay. We'll do some math here. I'm, I'm sure the I'm sure the listeners have already done the math. So three point five times oh shit, uh, three point five times twelve. That's forty two million dollars a year. Mister Poole is bringing in, as opposed to what he's paying his sibling. Forty eight was paying mm-hmm. divided by twelve. Div- Four. He's paying her a thousand dollars a week. He's making forty-two million dollars a year, and paying her forty-eight thousand a year. Uh, okay. But now, in today, in today's in, in considering what stuff cost, like considering inflation, considering you know, like you can't buy an apartment in any city. For less than fifteen, or rent an apartment. You can't really buy an apartment, per se. Um, rent an apartment for less than ballpark fifteen hundred dollars a month. I don't know, but <laughs> I mean, well, I, I'm, I mean, I'm I'm just looking at the proportions there. You know, <laughs> I mean, we're just, you know, I'm just an average guy. You're just an average guy. You know. Yeah. And and these people, and I'm not saying I'm not faulting them for their success. I, you know. Oh, I'm not either. That has very more, little more, to do. More more power to you. Yeah. But exactly. you know, when you start acting like you're better than everybody else. Yeah, that's the problem. Because you're, you know. Because of that success. I mean, yeah, fine. You don't have to worry about it. Well, other people do. No. Well, let me let me finish this story. And, yeah. And then, okay. then I can we can talk about whatever because I'm trying to. It's not easy remembering all these details. We keep getting sidetracked here, but. Okay. So um. 
So she's got three little toddlers. They're they're at the compound, okay. Because he's not paying enough for childcare or anything like that. So she, you know, the kids are with her when she's doing her doing her work at the compound, okay. I'm gonna call it the um, the family mansion because it's starting to be more like a cult at this point than it is an actual workplace environment. And um, so her daughter was playing with one of Tim's got this arcade, okay, like legit arcade games set up. Mm-hmm. And kids are going to naturally be attracted to that. So she was playing with the thing, with the, with the joystick, the girl. She's like five years old. Playing with this. No, it didn't break at all. You know, wow. I mean, they're pretty rugged. They're used to people beating on them, man. Mm-hmm. And Tim's like, uh, Hey, uh, Lisa, can you get her? Because, you know, uh, that was, that's really expensive. And, you know, and and uh, Lisa's like, well, okay, that's a little weird, but okay, I, I get it, you know. So she shoes the, the daughter away from the, the arcade machine, and she's tired. She hasn't had a nap. She's bored because, you know, mom's having to work. Okay, so you know this. She's stuck at his compound. Okay, so she throws a little bit of a tantrum, and Lisa's the mother, and Lisa knows when her kids what her kids needs. So Lisa's going to go and and try to soothe the child. Okay, and and Lisa shoo her off to another room with her for a minute to calm her down. And Tim's like, no, don't you do that. Don't you do that. And she's like, Tim, it's my daughter. I mean, you know, she's crying. He's like, if you give in to her, uh, blah, 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 you know, you're just going to make her worse and this, that, and the other. And uh, Lisa's like, you know, um, I got this, Tim. You know, I'm raising these kids. I, I, got, I got this. And he's like, uh, well, that's not what mom would do. Mom would, you know, mom, you know, mom would just, you know, would just ha- just leave her there and, um, you know. Is this all on video or something? Or, or No, she she told, Lisa told the story on the video oh, that we're talking about. Oh, okay, okay. I was a little, oops, wait a minute. <laughs> so, so Lisa's like, yeah, mom. Yeah, and how did that work out? Mom's technique. Tim looks at her and holds her hands, holds his hands out. Well, I'm a millionaire. You know, it's like, uh, you know, being well raised is I'm a millionaire. You know, it's like nobody gives a fuck about your money, Tim, first of all. I mean, in the grand scheme of things, you're still a peon. You're not Elon Musk. Okay, Elon Musk, you know, shot you down on Twitter the other day and it was hilarious. I mean, yeah, we you know. <laughs> wow. I mean, so Lisa was like, you know, and there was another incident she talked about where Tim was yelling at an employee that really didn't do anything. She had a virus on her computer, and Tim was blaming her and yelling at her about it. And Lisa was like, you know, that's really not professional, Tim. You shouldn't, you know, you shouldn't be yelling at your employee. He's like, shut up, Lisa. I told you to shut up right now. And uh, she was like, okay, I had enough. I'm going back to Chicago. I'm done. Blah, blah, blah. You know, 
his money's gotten to him. And it's obvious. And not that I'm participating in any of this drama. It's just what we're seeing right now, in my humble opinion, is the fall of Tim Pool. He's going to start to fade at this point. More and more people are going to see him for who he is. He's lost his authenticity. That's the whole reason I stopped watching. And you too, I think. Yeah, he's not. He he lost his authenticity. Authenticity when he lost Adam because he was just phoning it in after Adam. You know what can I do to be successful? Timcast IRL was naturally successful because it was authentic. The banter between two friends and also the fact that Adam would call Tim out on his bullshit. He could do that. You know, Tim didn't like that. That was another reason why he wanted to get rid of Adam. He didn't want anybody questioning the boss, the king of the castle. Okay. And uh, add that Add to that the fact that he's been swatted a number of times. He actually blamed his sister for that at one point. <laughs> okay. Yeah, uh, I've yeah. actually seen I've actually seen something one of the videos. This was a while back of him of them being swatted, and it's like very weird. I think that Tim himself swatted himself as a publicity stunt. And then once he saw the attention that it got, he just kept doing it or had it done. Mm-hmm. I think it was an inside job, personally. You know, because you got to remember, Tim's all about the money at this point. Mm-hmm. And whatever gets those sweet, sweet YouTube views, he's, he's going to fucking do it. And um, I don't know. I just, I just think what we're seeing, and and Tim has been on, been on YouTube for about ten years now. So, like I said when I prefaced all of this, you know, a a shooting star on YouTube has about a ten year shelf life, and I think what we're starting to see is a little bit of, a little bit of fizzle. Tim is not that smart. He remember he memorizes a lot of stuff, but he doesn't actually apply that knowledge to to critical thinking, you know, and and that that's classic narcissistic move right there, where you try to give off the illusion that you're smarter than you are, and a lot of people buy into it because he's remembered a lot of articles that he's read and he's remembered a lot of things, but if you really listen to Tim. He's not actually thinking through things. He's just repeating shit that he's read. You know, anybody can do that. I read a lot. I can pull out any number of passages out of shit that I've read over the years and sound very intelligent. You know what I mean? I don't because I'm not that smart. I'm I'm not trying to be that smart. You know, I'm I'm more of the <clears throat> It is what it is kind of thing. It's, it's right in front of you. It, you know, you got to be blind. If I can spot it and figure it out, then anybody can. I figure. I'm not I'm not some great prophet of knowledge that, that you, know, I'm, you know, I just, just don't see myself that way. And you don't either. I mean, we're both smart people. Don't get me wrong. But, 
you're not trying to be smarter than you are. If you don't know something, you'll be like, hey, I don't know anything about that. You, you know, Tim may not know anything about it, but he would have read something about it and be able to spit off what he what he what he memorized. He can't actually think in a critical way where he can apply what he's learned or else he would. His, his personal relationships would be in a lot better shape if he could think about his problems in a more critical manner and solve them, you know. And that's the only reason I wanted to get into the YouTube drama because it, it, what we're seeing with Tim proves a theory that I've had and observed over the years that you've got to – if you were going to rely on your income, you're going to quit your job and, and you're this is it. I'm going you know, to do the YouTube thing, live the dream. Just know you've got about 10 years from the time you upload your first video. The clock starts. You've got about 10 years. If you're lucky, a lot of these smaller channels fizzle out after five or six, you know. And the channels that I watch that have been on longer than 10 years, they're still working their day job. They they still have less than a, than a million subscribers. In fact, one dude over here in Georgia is a camping channel. He might release a video a month, maybe two a month. And he's been on YouTube for a good 11, 12 years now. He still goes He still goes to his day job. He's fabricator and welder. He goes to his day job. He's, he's not put, he doesn't do any sponsors or anything like that. His channel's not even monetized. He just does these camping videos and when he illustrates his point, you know, if he's got nothing to say, he's not uploading every week just for content, 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 content. If he's got something to say or show, he'll make a video about it. And he's been doing it for a long time, but he's not a star. He just does it as a hobby. Just kind of, hey, I, I found out something cool, you know, when I go camping. I found, you know, or a unique tool that I want to test out and I want to share it with some people. So he'll upload a video. And, he, and a lot of times he does it with his son, Nick. And a lot of times he'll do it by himself, you know, but he's not trying to be anything. And those kind of people, they'll last longer because they're authentic. They're not trying to phone it in and fake it, you know. It's like I watch Diesel Brothers on YouTube, and it's like, man, they're, they, they sold out a long time ago, man. They're nothing but a fucking commercial endeavor. Everything they do is about the money. Everything. And it's sad to watch because, you know, you, when you first start watching the Diesel Brothers, you're like, oh, wow, man, they're really cool. They're helping. But you get really start to follow their videos. You realize pretty darn quick it's all about the money. And they have the attitude, well, yeah, of course. This is our job. This is what we do, you know. YouTube is my job, you know, and... We have to earn a living. I guarantee the Diesel Brothers are making pff, way more than Tim Pool. And well, I think I mean, there are a about, lot of kids. There are a lot of kids that you know that grow up and they think, "Oh, well, I'll just be a YouTuber." And I and I mean, I have members of my own family, you know, that that you know do this. I won't say who, but um, it just. It's not 
realistic. It's not practical. I mean, it's 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 one thing if you're if you've got something to say and you've got something that somebody'd be interested in. But a lot of these like um they're interesting to watch, like video game people that just get on YouTube and, and broadcast their uh here's how to walk through this video game. Some people make a lot of money doing that. But okay. you know, it, it's just not the it can't last that long. Ten years. I mean, it really five five ten years, five years guaranteed. Ten years if you're lucky, realistically. I mean, I was I, I, when I was on YouTube and I had a channel for quite a few years that I tried to be um, that I tried to upload content to on on a fairly regular basis. Very few of my videos got attention. Um, I tried to monetize my... There was a point where you could just monetize individual videos. Um, and I never could figure that out, so it never, it never really happened. But, I mean, some people like that kind of thing. They think it's funny, or they think... You know, YouTube is a very visual medium. Video is a very visual medium. So, you know, if you don't have something, there's not something going on on the screen, especially now, this is why we have TikTok, because people's attention spans have fallen off a cliff. (laughs) I mean, if a movie is more than two hours long, people bitch and whine. I mean... And then, but but this is, I guess it's it's almost like musicians. Musicians will tell you, depending on who you ask, you're not going to make any money. You know, if if you write music, the record company is going to own your shit, unless you specify. Well, back in the old days, back in the old days. Yeah, if you unless you specify, you know, hey, I own this and I want songwriting credit or I want, you know, um, of course you don't really have to do that now, depending on which way you go. But I mean, I don't know how the the music industry supports itself now because (laughs) most of these, especially up and coming bands, they don't go to a label. They might make their own label, but they don't go to one. And YouTube is, I mean, the only way you make money on YouTube, depending on what kind of content, is you get sponsors, which guys will give you, oh, oh, no. And there's some people that don't disclose that I I got this for free, you know. Mm -hmm. I mean, you and I have had, um, and, and I'm sure, you know, pool is fairly similar. Um... In fact, I know he is because what he went from not advertising crap to like just ever so su- ever so not so subtly slipping in um, a pro- uh, an ad for um, Tommy John or whatever the hell that ad- underwear uh, men's underwear company is, um, and, and it's 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 not even. 
Like, you could spot it in a mile away. <laughs> which is kind of sad. If you have to get to that point, which I hope we never have to, I mean, <laughs> it, it's, it's, it's not pretty. And I, and I almost feel sorry for the guy. Because... He's, he's I like how you call him by his last name. Pool. Yeah, pool. It's like pool, man. <laughs> I mean, it's pool. It's. I don't feel sorry for him. Well, I don't feel sorry for him in the way that if he's you know really that far gone, then I in that regard I don't feel sorry for him. Kind of feels like he's turned into a megalomaniac. And, you know, that's his business. I mean, whatever he does, that's his business. But um, him yelling at his employees consistently and firing Adam and telling everybody that he fired Adam because he yelled at Lydia. uh, It sounds to me like a toxic work environment. And, well, well, and, Ad, according to Adam, he didn't even really yell at Lydia. He kind of raised his voice because he was angry. He already didn't like Lydia because, you know, she would manipulate shit to make him look bad, so she could garner favoritism with uh, with Tim, which you know, uh, women do that. <laughs> um, and and the fact that you know she's boning Tim while he's dating somebody. You know, but um, yeah, I don't have that problem, so we don't have that problem. <laughs> I mean, but uh, let this be a lesson when you start podcasting, or you might. Uh, this isn't even about pod. Podcasting is different. Tim doesn't podcast. Tim is strictly YouTuber. And that, to me, is not podcast. Even though he calls it a podcast, if you're on YouTube, you're not a podcast. You're a YouTuber. That's just because you're not a podcast. You know, we're not on YouTube. Um, we were on Facebook in the beginning, but um, we migrated away from that as soon as we got the distribution stuff figured out. So, um, speaking of distribution, I've been looking at the traffic the last couple of days. Mm. We have a... Um, very eclectic world audience, I might say. So we we are American, and we speak in terms of being Americans. Uh, so if we overlook the fact that, hey, you may not be from here and understand our culture, especially in the South, um, Southern culture is askew from mainstream American culture for the most part. Um, but... Um, I encourage you to get to the Facebook page and ask questions. We don't have a chat room or anything like that. But our Facebook page is, you know, if there's something confusing or you don't quite understand, that's on us because we're not, you know, we're not used to thinking in a global way. Um, So just hit us up on the Facebook. I haven't been putting as much stuff up there as I want to just because I'm, I'm getting... Quite frankly, I'm getting tired of, of, of social media in general. So, well, if it hurts to show, it hurts to show. Um, that's fine. Um, what was I gonna say? 
Um, yeah, I mean, if you if you want to ask us questions, by all means, that's the place to do it. Um, there's also a QR code up there for Cash App if you want to donate to us. Um, every little yeah, bit I'll, helps. Yeah, I wasn't trying to go housekeeping, but. Well, I did. I, yeah, that's it's fine. I just, you know, I I wasn't I didn't mean to. It's just um I was thinking about our audience. We got a lot of folks in France now. Hmm. Um okay. from you know, uh all over France. So which I'm cool with because I think I, I think I shit on the French last episode. <laughs> there was one episode I think I was really going pretty well, and I love the French people. Don't get me wrong, man. Um, I don't remember what the context of you doing that was, but uh... I vaguely remember it. So maybe it wasn't on the show. Um, and if I did, don't take it personal because I, I love French people. I love the culture. Um, y'all adopted jazz as your own. Y'all have, you know, Paris has its own jazz scene, which I think is cool. Um, I, d- I discovered a, uh, well, it's new to me. Um, I-, I think I introduced to- introduced it to you the other day. Um, Um, a, j- a jazz, um, some jazz I found that's out of Brazil. Um, cool. That uh, her name's uh, Tanya Marie. Tana, T A N I A Marie. Um, yeah. Very, very uh, pianist, band leader, um, sings in Portuguese, which I don't understand, but it sounds really cool. (laughs) Um, But, uh, yeah, um, France is very well known for their... uh, for their jazz. In fact, um, there's a lot of very famous jazz musicians that are buried in Paris because their 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 fame was so much more they were so much more popular over there than they were in the states back when yeah. jazz uh a thing yeah um yeah i thought it was uh yeah i thought it was interesting that we're attracting french audience i don't i don't know where that's coming from but you know hey welcome I always want to visit France. It's on my list, especially southern France. You know, um, Paris never really did anything for me. Which it's just because it's a big city, so I never really. But the French countryside, like down towards Italy, um, beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Like like um um forget what that region's called not normandy because that's north but um i don't know it's cool though um i've never really eaten french food so um that'd be new for me Uh, i don't know in the movies that always talk about french food no i i don't 
Don't know that it's 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 a, that appealing, you know. Maybe, okay, you know. just okay. Well, I, we're, we're, okay, okay. <laughs> I they just tell you that us. we've garnered snails. new. Yes, snails. We we we've garnered a lot more viewers from France, and I'm trying to welcome them on board. And you're shitting on their food. Okay, that. There you go. Y'all eat fucking snails. That's nasty. Y'all need to hear. Try this fried okay. pork chop, motherfucker. Y'all need to learn how to make this cornbread with the cracklings in it. God dang it. Because, uh. Okay, I don't sound anything like that, but okay. Them there, them there, them there snails, man. Y'all, y'all got money everywhere we can buy real food. Cause, uh, y'all poor folks eating them snails over there. Cause uh, I, don't, I don't eat them snails, man. I eat a possum and a fucking squirrel all day long, but leave them goddamn snails alone. Snails where I draw the line. <laughs> Yeah, I pick something dead off off side of the road any day of the week, but you put a snail on my plate, by God, you better believe I'm done. Uh, okay. Uh, direct all your questions to uh, Bug on the Facebook page regarding. Shoot. Uh, anyway. <laughs> Let that snail touch my fork, see what happens. You fry them jokers? I might try it fried. You deep fry them in pig fat? <laughs> yeah, I might uh, try some of them suckers with cornbread now. Yeah. Uh, I ain't okay. eating them raw. They made oysters, and I ain't eating oysters anyhow. Um, I have. I, will, I, refu <laughs> I refuse to eat those raw, but I have tried the fried. But fried oysters? Yeah, fried oysters are good. I, smoked I, I oysters are good. I have never tried smoked. I want to try those. Um, get you some get you some smoked oysters and those crackers that are called chicken and a biscuit. Mm -hmm. You got you a football game day snack food right there. Get you a six-pack of Guinness and some of them. Hey, you're Oh, you don't drink Guinness. I forgot. Well, I have, I have never tried Guinness, so I don't know. <laughs> That's me. It's not, it's not that I don't drink it. I've never tried it. I don't. Well, try it one day. It's not hard to find. No, but can you, can you, can I, can I walk into a store and go, excuse me, sir, can I have like, a, you know, a, a tasting of Guinness? Not, not a whole glass, not a bottle, not a pint. Okay. You go, you go to where it's on the shelf, at least in my grocery store, you can. And you can buy a single bottle if you want. You it's not cold. It's uh, it's on the shelf. It's not in the freezer. You you buy you you got they got all kind of different beers over there in the single bottles, where you can try one if you want one. And normally, what I do is because um, they're bigger bottles. They're like um, they're the sixteen ounce bottles. So what I do is I grab six of those sometimes instead of <laughs> instead of the regular six pack you know um but i'll i'll go put them in the fridge and let them get cold and then um then that's good and if there's a beer that i want to try like mango blue moon like blue moon mango that shit's good and i normally don't go for the flavored beer uh honey lager there's some of that stuff out you can buy the single beer try it out uh, make sure it's good and cold and if you like it, hey, you only have one. 
you know, you can get more. If you don't like it, you only have one. You don't have. Well, to I also want to try. Like you, I know you. I don't know how this got off into this, but because um, we're talking about France and well, they're all about but, the wine, so uh, well, we'll, get, we'll I, get the wine in a second, France. <laughs> don't worry. <laughs> um, yeah, um, I have tried. I have tried wine, but it wasn't like a. You know, been, it was a homemade thing. Um, so. And it was okay. I wasn't. Uh, and in France, while you're listening, I'm gonna go ahead and give you props on your burgundies and your uh, your port wines. I'm gonna go ahead and give you props on that. The rest of it, I'm I'm not cool with. But your burgundies <laughs> and your ports are really good. Okay, y'all know what you're doing there. I'm gonna give you props. Mm, right, go okay. ahead, go go ahead, Jim. Yeah. Um. But anyway, that's you wanted that's... to try something. What What was you wanting to try? I, I want to try. Um, I, I want to try Guinness at some point. I don't know when I will. Um, like I said, just go in a grocery store, go go to the shelf where the beer is sold, and you just get you one bottle, put it in the fridge, eat it with your dinner. I like a good Guinness with meat, like a good steak with fries or something, something real hearty. In fact, I make a beer gravy out of just half a bottle of Guinness when I make a steak. And I like to put the gravy over the french fries or my potato wedges. It's really good. A mushroom gravy. It's really good, man. Okay, that, that, that concludes our, uh, our uh, food portion of the podcast. <laughs> I guess you don't want to talk about this anymore, but okay. All right. Um, yeah, I just, I'm like, okay, you start talking about steak and wine and like, damn it, I'm, yeah. Oh, you're, you, I'm wetting your appetite. Is what exactly. You're oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, we have to talk about this because we have a French audience and we have to broaden our <laughs> cultural horizons, man. Oh, you know? Okay. I, you know, I don't want to lose our French audience. I want to keep them in. I want more French people listening, man. Okay. Any, anything else from our demographics? <laughs> um. Oh, hang on. I got a weird noise happening. Okay. Uh. Uh. Germany. We got a large showing, so that we got that covered when we talked about beer, even though it's Irish beer for the most part, but they'll understand. Um. Our U.S. audience is dwindling, unfortunately. I don't know if it's dwindling as much as the world audience is growing. I can't really decipher the numbers too much. Okay. Um, but, um, yeah, we're split down the middle, male and female, so that's cool. Um... Uh, let's see, Germany, I'm trying to think, what else? France was the big one, though, because it keeps moving up the list. It's, like, right under U.S. now, as far as most listeners. Um, which is just a generality. Who knows who's really listening? Spain is third, fourth, third after the U.S., and uh, Catalonia and Madrid are two big cities there in Spain. Uh, and uh, these numbers get smaller and smaller as we go down the list. But uh, 
see here. Then after that, it's United Kingdom. Then Brazil's still in the running. Japan's still in the running. Colombia, Indonesia, Singapore, Costa Rica. And that's it. Uh, so that's our world audience right now. We, As far as Europe goes, we got France, Germany, Spain, United Kingdom. South America, we have Brazil, Colombia. Asia, we have Indonesia, Singapore, and Japan. And then we have Costa Rica, which I think that's like Central America, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so, yeah, we... we we need some Australian well, listeners. We, we, cer- we certainly, I certainly appreciate uh, these uh, these fine listeners, and I hope you keep listening, whether you hate it or love it. Or oh, they probably don't know what to think at this point. <laughs> who are who are these two Americans? They're they're crazy. We we. Uh, let me just practice some of my French, and if I find y'all ladies out there, um. Pardon me, just remember I got this from a John Cusack movie. <laughs> so uh, take it as you will. Voulez-vous vous ce soir? And uh, if, if I said it right, tell me what the hell that means because I've always wanted to know. Uh, if not, then I guess I just butchered y'all's poor language and my apologies because... <laughs> I really know how much the French language means to the French and even more so to the Canadians for some strange reason. Um, Depending on what side of Canada you... Not any side. It's like Quebec's like right in the middle, man. They're, they refuse to speak English. There's, there's nothing but the French. I'm like, man, y'all, you're Canadian. Speak English. Yeah. Okay, speaking of, of <laughs> culture, and I'm not trying to insult anybody. Of course not. We're just going to do it by accident. <laughs> <laughs> really not. Okay, now, I work in the public. Okay, well, I'm just going to... You work you know. in it? You, like, work in the public? Like, in the ocean? You, like, right in it? Okay. Okay. I am a little concerned <laughs> that when I'm walking around... Uh-huh. And... I'm hearing like a bunch of languages that I can't understand that something might be going on and I might need to be worried. I'm, I'm just saying, because I noticed this walking around. It's like, particularly with Spanish, like I, I don't, there's a lot of that. And I'm like, why when people come over here, whether you be legal or illegal, well, I'm not going to get into that. But uh, why is it that you can't be bothered to, you know, at least attempt to learn? You know, if I if I went to another co- another country, I would at least attempt to learn some key phrases so I wouldn't offend people. Okay, I'm not saying you have to. I'm just making an observation. Why can you not learn to speak English? Because they don't have to. Not here. We have no national language. That's part of our problem. I mean, don't even get me started on when 
they're fixing to get rid of our Homeland Security Secretary because he won't do anything about the border. Well, good. Which, they should. Which, why would he? Right. <laughs> which, as far as I, I'm just going to say it, the Homeland Security, the Department of Homeland Security is the biggest freaking waste of money. It needs to be gone. It just, it needs to be gone. It needs to be gone. I mean, if, if we can't, maybe these institutions that all, that every, this department that is supposed to be an umbrella for all other agencies, like the, it was supposed to be like an umbrella for the CIA, NSA, the, the FBI, so they would all talk to each other. Well, that doesn't happen. And I don't know whether to be grateful or worried that 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 doesn't happen. <laughs> because all these attacks and st- all these uh, things keep happening. I don't think they're by accident. <laughs> Just saying. <sighs> um, but yeah, I... I I notice that sometimes we're like, I'm walking along and all of a sudden behind me, I'm hearing somebody I'm like, are you talking about, and I'm not insinuating that they're talking about me, but it's just a little weird. You're like, are you talking about me, man? You talking about me? It's like, what? Talking about me, man. What? And then like when when people come up to you and they're trying to get your attention about something and you don't know what they're saying and you're like, I have no clue. What? Anyway, I just, that's something that's been bothering me for the past couple of, for a minute, and I just wanted to get it off my chest, okay? Thank you. Yeah. Now, on to movies. We were going to talk about this the other week, and we never got around to it. Um, you have been after me to, to, to watch, um... I've been after you to watch. Uh, you better watch this movie, man. A couple of uh, a couple of movies, which I have watched one. I cannot find the other one yet. So, um, but I watched Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Okay. And uh, first of all, we should. We, I'm just gonna throw a spoiler out there because I think we've given people enough time to see the movie. And uh, if you haven't, we might give something away that's important to the story. So, just keep that in mind. This was a great movie. It's probably one of the best one of the best movies by Tarantino that I've seen in a while. All right, talk Um, to me. The I mean, I will always be a fan of Pulp Fiction. Mm -hmm. Kill Bill is always kind of one of my second. Haven't seen it. My second favorite. Tarantino film. I guess I'm gonna have to watch that, even though I really have no interest to. Yeah, it's 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 just it is the thing about Kill Bill is is it's hard to revision, but mm-hmm. there's some really funny stuff in there because he injects a lot of humor into his into his films sometimes, and you're like, you know, um, so it's worth the watch. 
the first one especially. Second one, that's up to you. Most people end up, I ended up watching it because I wanted to, I, I want to see if she actually kills this dude. So, um, okay. you know, um, but uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood was just, wow. Um, what did you like about it? Talk to me about it. It was a, I mean, it was a deep, good, you know, good story set in the 70s, obviously. Yeah, I like that too, yeah. And, you know, the color, you know, the, 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 the coloring and the music and stuff was very, you know, authentic. And even though, you know, um, some of the things were, were very fictional, especially the stuff that, you know, happened with the, uh, with the, with the Manson family, um, yeah, the alternate ending, which I which I thought was, that was probably the best scene, one of the, some of the best scenes in the whole movie. That was just awesome. If you like oh. violence, well, no, I just thought it was funny because like they're just they come in there, they think they're going to get you know one thing, and next thing you know, um, you know, dude's pulling out a flamethrower and barbecuing some chick in his pool. <laughs> that was cool. Like I said, spoiler, you've been warned. You know, um, and then she wakes up, and then she's like, "Ah!" I mean, it's it's just. It was a good movie. I might actually classic, you know, um, classic Tarantino thing too, because he has a habit of having these. these but the violence, that, the the violence yeah. was disguised until the very end. You know, mm-hmm. most, and that's the thing that I told you about Tarantino movies. Like when I watched Django Unchained, I didn't realize that was a Tarantino film. I've just heard about it, and I was like, yeah, I want to watch this, see what it's all about. And the violence started from the beginning, and it just progressed worse and worse and worse and worse. And I get to the end, and I'm like, that had to be a Tarantino movie. It just had to be. Because this had this gratuitous violence in it for no reason. Where, like, you see a bullet hit a body, you actually see meat flying up, not just blood. You see, like, flesh flying up in the dude's face. You're having to wipe it off. And I'm like, Quentin, is that absolutely necessary? I mean, yes, it is. Can you tell your story without all of that? I mean, no. <laughs> and of course, you defend him. So, uh, well, I mean, he's been this way. I mean, from. His first film was what? Um, His first big one was Pulp Fiction, but Pulp I know that Fiction, wasn't... Which there's a lot of violence in that movie. <laughs> but it was about, I mean, that's what they did. They were mob guys. Mm-hmm. There's only one part of that movie that disturbs me. The the scene with the... Uh, uh, the the dude putting the, the gag ball in the guy's mouth and... Yeah. Where Ving Rhames gets raped. Yeah. That part. Yeah, that that was hard to watch. Um, but it's okay. Bruce Willis saves the day. Um Bruce did, and I like Bruce Willis too. You know, there's a rumor um floating around that he had passed away. It was a hoax. And uh No, he um he retired for he just recently retired from I know, he, he's got that disease where he, he can't speak properly, which is weird. Um, which I feel bad for him, but then turned out to find out the real celebrity who died was Christina McVie. Um, which you told me about that today, and I'm like, wow, Jesus Christ, man. Um, I know you're not the biggest Pink Floyd, I mean, not Pink Floyd, uh, uh, Fleetwood Mac fan, but 
No, I'm not the biggest Stevie Nicks fan. Everybody oh. else is cool. Especially Christine McVie, man. I remember that was whenever I got my first record player, it was BG's handy. Um um, hang on a second. I gotta answer this. This is my first hand-me-down record player. My sister is getting rid of her BG's 45 player. It's portable. My mom took me uh, to get some 45s, and uh, one of the 45s was Christine McVie song. You make love and fun. I think was uh, yeah mm-hmm. was was the song, and then I think on the other side was uh, no, I think it was um. What was that one she did? It was uh. Um. Little something. Uh, the one I always think of is everywhere, which is one of my favorite. Nah, that's not that. But anyway, I've been a fan of hers ever since I can even remember. Before I even knew she was part of Pink Floyd Mac, because when I bought that forty-five. Pink Floyd, uh, Fleetwood Mac. <laughs> that's your fault. <laughs> No, yes, it is. You did that all on your own, sir. No, you you planted the fucking seed. Oh no. Uh, oh yeah, you did. Mm. Um. Anyway. <laughs> but uh, Fleetwood Mac um had really just had broken up when I, when I got that because I was like really young. I was like five or six maybe. Um. So I think that was Christine's first single. It was 45. And I, you know, I don't know. I like the idea of singles on 45s better than any other format for some reason. I know there, some people had released singles on tapes and whatnot. And it's just, and the CD singles had more than one song on it. And I was like, how is this? Is this more like an EP? Because it's got like five songs on it. You know what I mean? It's a single. No, it ain't. It's got five songs on it. What the hell, man? I mean, you know, a 45's got a single song on each side. It's got an A and a B. Which is, and, is that what you were telling me? I remember us talking about it, uh, I think it was last show, that there's a massive collection on uh, archive.org, is it? Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a lot of, um, I wouldn't call it free. But there's a lot of public domain music on uh, archive.org and uh, radio shows and stuff like that. I thought about going and getting some of it to kind of use for intro material and outro material for the show, but hadn't gotten around to do it yet. Um, everybody seems to like the, the new intro format, so I think I'm going to stick with that for a while. Um I just won't tell them I did the music. Maybe they'll like it. You know, it seems like if I don't tell somebody that I re- that's me playing, like if I record a song, I don't tell them it's me. Oh, yeah, that's cool. I like that. And then I tell them it's me. It's like, oh. It's like, what, what the fuck ever, dude? Well, I know better, so. I don't know if you do or not, but. <laughs> it's just I, I test people from time to time, and it's like. It's disappointing whenever they fail the test because it just proves what I already know. And in spite popular belief, I don't like being right all the time. Every now and then, I'd like to be wrong. 
especially when it comes to people and their behavior. You know, it's like if I don't tell somebody I did this on this, hey, listen to this random recording. Oh, that's really cool. Who is that? You know, then I tell them it's me. Well, they'll play it off. But if I just introduce the song to them, say, hey, listen to the song I did. It's okay. It's cool. It's all right. I mean, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but that's my little rant. Yeah, but uh, <clears throat> Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is very much worth worth watching. I didn't buy the... I wasn't too <laughs> sure about the whole Bruce Lee scene. I know. you. I just liked it. Cause I know. I mean, it's a good scene. I get it. But at the same time, I'm like, I don't know... He seemed, always seemed like a little arrogant Chinese dude, and it's like yeah, somebody. Yeah, but yeah, he is. He was very. It's like dude, somebody out there. Somebody out there can kick your ass. I know. Well, I'm sure. You know, I mean, it's it's it's. Mike Tyson, know. come here. Meet Bruce. Bruce, this is Mike. Mike, this is Bruce. Well, uh, I don't know that I would show. Well, I would have said I would say Chuck Norris, but Chuck Norris and Bruce Lee were actually friends, so. Yeah, I'm not gonna pit friends. Uh, this this is gonna be hilarious. Uh, Steve McGall, Steve, uh, Steve, um, Steven Seagal. Seagal, yeah, come yeah. here. <laughs> <laughs> um, he couldn't yeah, beat his I way was, out of a plastic bag. Back, well, back I, in the day, maybe. Dude, I've seen I've seen video of him of him throwing people around. That's video though. For real, and you know, I don't, I don't envy people who have. He has to slow down for the camera. (laughs) Oh, that yeah. When he was like twenty years old, um, that was Bruce Lee, not Steven Seagal. Steven Seagal, he does too. But uh, um, the Gaul man, he he goes around Louisiana pretending to be a cop. I mean, come on, man. So go, you're under arrest right now. Um, oh, and I, how, I wonder how many people are like, uh, okay, I'm under arrest, but can I have your autograph? <laughs> oh my god! I mean, you got to think somebody, some some crazy dude who's half drunk, like you know, hey man, this is pretty cool. I'm being arrested by Steve Skull, man. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> like an episode of color. There was a TV show, wasn't there? Yeah. Where he was, it was okay. Uh, how how did that work? Man or something like that. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. I think Tom Segura does a bit about that in one of his specials. <laughs> the whole Steven Seagal thing. Oh, uh, I didn't even know there was. I mean, he has. He'll never make money. From what I understand, he'll never make. The reason he does a lot of this stuff is because. Most of his, uh, most of his movies, he'll never see money from. <laughs> so, is what I am given to understand. That's why he puts out some. Most of his videos go direct to video anyway. But, um, yeah. I mean, he even tried music. He has two albums. Um, yeah. So, any other movies you, uh, decided to watch? Um, 
that's the one that mainly comes to mind, but um, I know you recommended another, another one to me, The Gentleman, but I haven't gotten that oh, one yeah. yet. Yeah, Mike McCogney's in that one. Um, <laughs> okay. Yeah, so that's that's a that's a deep inside joke. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Um. Mike McCogney is a code name for Matthew McConaughey. There's a story behind it. I don't know if I should tell it or not, but um. <laughs> Uh, he used to my Matthew McConaughey used to be in his Lincoln. Was it Lincoln commercial? Yeah, he still is. Okay, yeah, yeah, he's still wow, He's making pretty good money with that. Mm-hmm. Um, well, one day on the way to my computer shop, we got behind one of these Lincolns, right? And I don't watch television, so I don't know who's in what commercial. Mm-hmm. Okay, I didn't then, and I don't now. So for about two or three miles, my mom's saying, uh, there's Mike McCogney's uh, Lincoln. I'm thinking, okay, whoever the fuck Mike McCogney is, I, I don't know yeah. this guy. <laughs> so I'm like, sounds like, Mom, who, who's that? You know, Mike McCogney, that actor, he does the Lincoln commercial. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm like, and I'm like, I don't know that dude, Mom. I don't watch the commercials. What movies he's been in? And she's like, oh, he's been... I can't think of any right now, but he's in the new Lincoln commercial. You know who I'm talking about. Mike McCogney. <laughs> I'm like, no, that ain't ringing no bell with me, Mom. And I, I mean, I'm... You know, you know that dude in that commercial, in that, in that, in that movie, uh... <laughs> And um, she's for about three miles. And then for some unknown reason, it finally clicked with me. I said, you mean Matthew McConaughey? She's like, yes, that's it. He's in those Lincoln commercials. I'm like, how did you get Mike McCogney from Matthew McConaughey? She's like, well, you know who I was talking about. I said, not for three miles. I didn't know who you were talking about. <laughs> I'll, be, I'll be laughing. I didn't think I'd be laughing like that for a while when you're with your mom, man. But I, I finally have a reason to. I give a shit about it to this day. Anytime, anytime, like with this movie, The Gentleman, I was telling my dad about it. I t- and he has, he doesn't know the joke. Mm-hmm. I said, yeah, you know, Mike McCogney's in that. In that movie, whoever the hell that is, so mom knows who it is. <laughs> oh man! Oh, um, I would talk about books, but I don't. Ha- I don't currently have anything. Um, but it just it. I will say this: I'm currently still still on my Tom Clancy kick. Good for you. And somebody but, needs to be. But well, I mean, the thing about it is, considering what's been going on the last couple of years, mm. and then to to read books that were written in the 
mid nineties who talk about, you know, scenarios that are, have already played, have played our play have been playing out for the past three years. It's very strange. Mm-hmm. Especially as it comes to the, the scandemic as I like to call it. Okay. I mean, th- this, this stuff is, is crazy. And some of the stuff in his book, like I'm reading right now, I'm reading um, The Bear and the Dragon. Um, okay. And, and they talk, and it, it talks a lot about. Uh, the, bear, the Bear and the Dragon. That sounds very yeah. Asian. No, well, it talks a lot about, um, about, about China. Okay. And, and, you know, they're, the way they view, um, the way they see themselves and the way, I mean, it's fictional story. Yes. With the <laughs> Jack Ryan and stuff. One. But, um, it talks, it, it's the, the, the Chinese in this book are very arrogant, very self-assured. They think their, you know, their government is, you know, has a right to demand certain things from America. Kind of America. like, kind of like the way the Chinese government really is. Yeah, <laughs> and, and, and and you know, and America is like no, and you know, and but so basically, it's, it's, it's a very, pissing contest between China and. Yeah. America, yeah, okay. and which is kind of what's happening, kind of eerie, similar to what's happening right now, except for we're not really pissing with China. We're just sitting there being drizzling. Yeah, we're shaking our wee wee, and little drizzles <laughs> falling out. I mean, <laughs> well, Trump he unzipped the shit and slapped it on the table and said kablunk. <laughs> <laughs> Let me get into this, okay? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, it, it's 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 it was strange because today I was listening to some news report and they're talking and they were, you know, whining and complaining about you know how we're we're basically trying to turn ourselves into communist. <laughs> um, well, actually, we're not trying to. It's just our our. Well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, but uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, it's it's we we're bending over backwards to make China happy, and this is wrong. Because the big guys in office, and did you, did you know? Did you know that uh, they are? Um, I was listening to something the other day. Did you know that they have bought massive amounts of farmland? Yes, I've been in the U.S. Yes, Uh, they also bought the New York Times, and they also bought uh, a bunch of other shit they have no business buying. And nobody is nobody. The NBA, they own the NBA. Uh, That's why you know. Free Hong Kong wasn't allowed on the jerseys from the website. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, China, China's taking over this country. They've infiltrated our universities. They bought up our media. And now they're buying up our farmland. Why, why in the fuck does China need our farmland, man? How does that help us? <laughs> I mean, we're going to be eating 3D, 3D printed steak. Which I don't care what you put is not going to taste like steak. 
Well, I won't be eating it, but somebody will. I don't know. I'm going to be in a boat somewhere living in Mexico but probably by that time. We don't. Whoever said we don't need dairy and we don't need, you know, we basically don't need food is what these people are trying to say. <laughs> I mean, I mean, it, I, I am saddened by what is happening. And nobody, the, the few of us who are saying something about it, that it's wrong, you know. But my point is, it's funny, you read something fictional, but some of it may be true or could become true. I mean, I mean, there's a, uh, a scenario in one of uh, Tom Clancy's books where basically an airplane flies into yeah the, cap- the Capitol building yeah and kills the entire government which, yeah <laughs> which somebody in ISIS or Al-Qaeda at the time I like how this this one terrorist group keeps changing its name depending on who's who's president mm-hmm. uh it's Taliban. No, it's ISIS. No, it's Al Qaeda. No, it's uh, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> you should, but, people uh, should sell T-shirts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But uh, I don't know, man. I, I'm. I'm kind of set myself back a little bit from the politics. I'm trying to focus on me right now. I'm trying to get I, my I exit just, strategy together. I just noticed if I've just been noticing quite a few things. It's one of the reasons why I kind of checked out for the last couple of weeks because I'm like, <laughs> um, plus I had other stuff going on which I will not get into. But um, yeah, it, you can't sit here and digest all this stuff and be like, oh, I'll be okay. No. It's gonna it's gonna bother you. Even when you think it's not gonna bother you. You you won't be thinking about it for a while and all of a sudden you'll be sitting around someday and you'll be like it'll just kinda wander in and you're like So it's like the T V thing, um we were talking about a couple of shows ago. Mm-hmm. You're not really paying attention to T V, it's just you know, it's just the idiot box is on. You know. Um which is generally how this this happens. I'll be sitting in a room. Somebody else is watching TV. I'm in a different room, but I can hear the TV. Mm-hmm. I know what I you know. I can hear what's going on because people in this house are deaf. Oh yeah. So um, you know I I, I get my my feel of 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 the fix whether I want it or not. Yeah, any chance you get to tell me, um, you offer it up. So I'm I'm keenly aware of that. <laughs> um, and and so well, it's just it's it's. I don't like it. It bothers me. Stuff has been for is being forced into my brain that I did not ask for. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's limit your intake, people. That's all I'm going to say. Just limit your intake. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Um. <laughs> I don't know because I don't watch television, so I don't. I don't watch well, television. I don't watch. The, I don't watch this either. Well, you you know about it. I I don't even know about it. I'm not in the same room when this shit's on. I'm not either. Well, you keep talking about it like it's forced down your throat. Man. It is. Well, how? If it's if you're not in the if same I, room I'm when sick, it's on. Okay, if I'm in the okay, I'm in. Let's say I'm in the office. Okay, the volume of said television is significantly up. No matter if you had the door closed or or what, no matter what you do, you can hear what's going on. You know, so depending upon what is on. Which, if it's not that, it's the Christmas shows, which whoever invented Hallmark and these 50 million billion Christmas movies, they're all in the same. My mom's been watching them. Yeah. Oh, my God. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad glad you're on. These these things are predictable. Okay. Are they? Okay. It is not uncommon. If you sit down and watch these things for about five minutes, say said character, it'll be different different actors, okay, but they will inevitably pass the same tree. Oh shit. At least seven times in a movie. And you can tell it's the same tree because it has the same decorations on it. Um they all they all take place in the same town. They just change set dressing every once in a while. Yeah, yeah. But they don't do a very good job of it because you can still still tell it's somewhere in I think somewhere. British Columbia. I think. Um, they all in the same way. It, it's always like okay. This dude's going to piss off this chick and she's going to think he's an asshole and she's going to leave town, but the dude is going to realize that he made a mistake and he's going to rush off after her. Or one of her friends is going to tell her, no, wait, he's, you know, he made a mistake. And they're going to end up, ha- <laughs> they're going to end up happily ever after. <laughs> they're wearing sweaters. Exactly. <laughs> Oh shit! I didn't realize, but you're right, man. Every, every one of them. <laughs> oh my god! Is there some kind of like farm involved or something? Sometimes or? there's a farm. Yeah. Um, and depending on what season of the like in the it starts kind of in the fall, but when they get to the Christmas shows, which start basically the first of November. Like, by the time Christmas gets here, I'm so sick of Christmas that it ain't even funny. I'm, I'm just like, if I have to hear, you know, if <laughs> just, just because they're all just so freaking predictable. I mean, a lot of movies are predictable, okay? But we grew up on certain things, and we just know. But these are just manufactured, like, on a scale I can't even fathom. <laughs> and it used to be like one channel. They have migrated to other channels. Now they're on like um, Ion and 
Like everybody's trying to be the wholesome family. The CW, Hallmark. Exactly. Yeah. Well, Hallmark uh, is the main. That's the main, the main culprit. One. Yeah. And I mean, there's like there's another one. It's not Hallmark. Um, but there's like uh, three or four of them. Yeah. And they're but all they're Canadian. All, yeah. And they're and they're all the same wholesome. Yeah, and they and they like, all have and they all please have write same. in some domestic violence, please. And they all and they all advertise the same thing. Like after commercials, you're going to have you're going to have three different types of commercials. You're going to have. Buy life insurance because you might die. Take these pills because you you might need to go to sleep. Um, Buy some gold because like the economy's going to collapse and that's what you're going to (laughs) need. I mean. He said, "That's what you're gonna need." <laughs> and and uh, well, I mean, if you believe William Devane, you know, he's everybody's selling that gold. Um, and, and like, uh, you hear it, you're loosening your hearing, so get this phone because it can te- it can put the text on the screen. Do you know why you're seeing those commercials? Yes, because the channel is basically designed for TV traditional. Terrestrial television, as we call it. Mm-hmm. Um, the only people that watch that are old people, like my parents and your parents. So they're catering to their audience, man. They know who their audience is. Well, I watch old TV shows, but that doesn't make you old. You don't watch it on television, do you? You watch it on Netflix or, you know. Most of the stuff I watch, I own. Well, there you go. That's even a whole other, whole other situation. So, yeah, it's fascinating. I my since I spend a lot of time upstairs, you know, helping my sister uh, after a knee surgery. My mom knows better than to put this shit on the view or CNN or anything. So it's, <laughs> it's been the hallmark in in, in related channels. And don't you just love how these people who are wearing sweaters will swear that they're not ugly sweaters. But if you look at the sweater, by God. I've never know. actually heard them talk about their own sweaters, so I, I can't speak to that, but. Um, it's always a sweater and the guy's wearing a sweater and he's like sitting there with his coffee and he's like well you know I leave tomorrow and uh, I think everything on the farm's in order and you, you know oh it's really good seeing you um, you should come to town more often yes I really should but you know I've got things to do you know blah 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 and uh, I'm like, really? Y'all just go get a motel room or hop in the barn, do whatever you're gonna do, cause you know y'all gonna do it. Shit. Yeah, but they don't. They don't. The most you'll get out of these movies is oh, they'll kiss, or you know. Yeah, cause somewhere. they're Canadian and they're wholesome. And if it'd be an American movie. It'd be like, oh my god, mom, really? Are we watching this? From okay, we're watching this American television. <laughs> 
Yeah, I mean, there, 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 the there, there are days, there are days when I'm like, I've seen this movie a million times, but I have to go, I have to go put on Rambo, <laughs> just, just to feel normal, normal. Like, like, yeah, man, yeah, please go blow some crap up. So I've got a couple movies on my list that I haven't okay. watched yet. Um, okay. uh, Flags of Our Fathers. Um, I can't decide if I want to watch that first or read the book the book first. Uh, book. I'm pretty sure I'm not going to be reading the book, so I'm going to watch it. And there's another movie called Midway. Then, uh, <clears throat> the original or the remake? The remake. Um, okay. I was debating on whether or not to watch the remake or watch the. Uh, the original's usually better to me, but um, I've seen it so. But uh, have you heard about the Sands of Iwo Jima, which is a Flags of Our Fathers? Is the Pacific or the you know war between Japan and America from? Flags of Our Fathers is from the American side. Mm-hmm. Sands of Iwo Jima is the Japanese side. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, um, in case you want to check that out, um, I've heard good things about. I've been there's a lot of a lot of these things. Like I've heard good things about the the Tom Hanks mm-hmm. produced series, The Pacific, and um, oh wow, okay, okay, and Band of Brothers. Um, I have not watched See, my, them. My grandfather fought in the Pacific Theater, so it, it kind of interests me. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was a, um, whatever the rank was, but he he was in charge of a howitzer platoon. So, so he, was art- uh, he was artillery. Artillery? Yeah. Yeah. Never did talk about it as much as I wanted him to. Uh only thing he said when I'd ask him about it is, don't ever trust the Japs. But why? Well, anybody who knows who's been through war, they're not going to talk about it. Depending on what war you were in, you probably don't. Well, everybody loves talking about Iraq and Afghanistan. They're bragging about the seals, the the seal teams, the the dude who killed fucking Osama bin Laden's going around bragging about it. Wrote a book about it. I don't think that shit should be public knowledge, but he sure is soaking in well, the glory. Well, I mean, te- technically, none of that stuff is supposed to be public knowledge. But in our 24-hour news cycle internet age, you know, these people are supposed to be these people are supposed to do covert crap. You're not supposed to like stuff the CIA. Does, you're not supposed to know about it. Te- these teams, you're not supposed to know about who they are. You're not supposed to know. You know they exist, but you're not supposed to know who they are. You're not supposed to be. You know. I mean, everybody knows these exist. I mean, Jesse Ventura was a seal. <laughs> Once upon a yeah. time, believe it or not. Yeah. Oh yeah, I know. Yeah, he he. I believe it. Well, now of course he was. I mean. There's no dispute, you know, it's irrefutable. He he was. Um, and I like Jesse Ventura. A lot of people, a lot of people, um, he was governor of Minnesota at one point, was it? Yes. Yeah. 
I don't know how he managed to do that, but probably about the uh-huh. same way Arnold Schwarzenegger managed to become governor of California. Well, Cal, that's California. I'm not. I mean, that's... yeah. Um, but yeah, you should check out um, Tanzibujima as well. That at some point, yeah, at some point. I... <clears throat> Go ahead. I think uh, I think I will at some point. I, I don't really. I mean, I know enough about history to know how the Japanese approached the war and what their thinking was. Um, I, but I never really empathized with the Japanese. You know, I never really felt the need to understand. More than I do about it. I'm actually um, actively looking for history. Um, but they knew one thing about the Japanese. The emperor at the time knew not to step foot on American homeland soil. Um, there's, have no, there's, there's no way in hell he was ever going to invade our soil. And the, the, the head of their military wanted to. He was like, but Emperor, why? Why not? And his famous quote was because every behind every blade of grass is a gun. <laughs> yeah. So this is another this is another reason why you should never let let somebody say you don't you don't have the right to our bear second off. our second amendment has kept us safe. It kept <laughs> Germany off our shores during World War Two. It kept Japan. I, I, Japan openly admits if we didn't have the Second Amendment, they'd been all over our ass. Um, um, so our Second Amendment is the main reason why a lot of people don't fuck with us directly. Um, and we don't realize that. Because you don't know who has a gun and who don't. There's no list. You, you know, you can't just oh, they gun wanna, to the they president's wanna, head and give me the list, man. Oh, they want to make one. Oh, they They're, do, and it's it's beginning of the end if they did. Oh, technically there sort of is, but <laughs> if you if you go into any store and you purchase a gun, and they go, do they do a background check? You don't think you end up in a database somewhere? Not supposed to. Well, you're not supposed to, but they don't have to tell you. It's federal government. Well, if that if that ever gets, you know, if that's true and it ever gets um, known, somebody's in big trouble. <laughs> I mean, especially this administration. Previous administrations, I I could. It's iffy. Well, the first thing I, I'm gonna, the first thing I'm gonna do whenever I get the chance, I'm gonna arm myself at least with three weapons. I might not go crazy and have a closet full of shit, but I'm gonna have at least three. Um, I'm not so keen on rifles because of how I'm physically built, but um, well, I want that Smith and Wesson AR-15, man. I, I like that thing. The price is right on it too. Um. I like the fact that it already comes with an ACOG. You know, I might upgrade that later, but you know, it, it's pretty cool. I um I don't have an I'm not really keen on AR-15s. I know people are crazy about them, but I don't. They're they're not my. I like like uh like the Grand. I think uh, the M1 Grand. 
I want one of those eventually at some point. Um, you can get those here in Alabama through our um, civilian arms program. I mean, most people, most people nowadays, because you they're so hard to find. Most people are just buying the parts and putting the gun together themselves. Yeah, and there's no law against that. Um, which I think is a useful skill. Um, sure, it is, man. But, uh, in fact, there's a lot of folks machining guns. Uh, you know, from scratch, you know, just for the challenge of it. The only problem I would have, I could probably do it. Um, I could definitely make a shotgun, but the problem I would have is rifling the barrel. That, that's that takes some mathematics right there, and I'm I'm not sure how to figure out the rifling angle. Um, I have I have. Uh... I guess I'll, for those of you who've never owned a firearm, let me give you my experience here. Well, before you do that, I want to kind of give our non-American friends an, a, a brief understanding of what, why America has the Second Amendment, why guns are important to America. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then, then we'll, we'll go into that because a lot of people that I talk to outside of the country don't understand our second amendment until I explain it to them. And they're like, well, I never really thought of it that way. The way our government is set up, it's set up that the government works for us. Okay. There's not a top down leadership, like, like a King rules the country in America. Our constitution is such that we rule the government. We control the government. We the people. Okay. And th- we as the the leaders of our country should be armed because um, if our First Amendment doesn't work, you know, if our free speech doesn't work, then we resort to our Second Amendment. That's why it's number two on the list. And that keeps our government in check. The right we have the right to revolt against our own government, and it was written into the Constitution that it's expected every couple hundred years to reboot our government with a revolt. It's designed so that our government doesn't spiral out of control like it has. The reason America is hated today by other countries is because the government took the power away from the people or has gave us the illusion that we work for them. And most Americans don't understand the concept of they work for us. That's why we vote for them. That's why they're called representatives because they represent us. They don't, we don't work for them. The second amendment the self protection, the right protection, all that is secondary. The right to bear arms comes into place to protect us from our own government. Okay, the right to form a militia, the are basically a military outside of of the federal military, and we're not a democracy. That's another illusion that you'll hear politicians throw around. We are a republic. We are a group of states independent from one another, held together by a loose federal government, a loose federal government. And that Second Amendment helps protect the First Amendment. 
and the and the, and the the rest of our rights that we were born with. We weren't given the rights. You, whether you're in England or Poland, wherever you're from, you were born with rights that are oppressed by your government, whether you realize it or not. Our own government oppresses our rights under the guise of this hate speech and misinformation and this that, and the other. But we're a country now at that point where a lot of folks are starting to wake up, and our Second Amendment is about to reset some things. Now, George and I have talked in person outside of this. I'm going to wrap this up, and I'm going to let you go into I'm not trying to go long here on this. We've talked about outside the show about how we don't want a revolt to happen, but it's almost necessary. In fact, I think it was John Adams or Jefferson Davis predicted when when he signed his, his when he signed the declaration you know he said well that'll do for at least 200 years meaning that you know there'll be a point where we'll have to revolt again and i think that we're overdue for that by almost 50 years according to to um the founding fathers so having said that, that's why guns are important to America. It's not we're obsessed with guns. It's not that we're violent, you know, it, it's we we are protecting what's ours. And in order to do that, sometimes you have to get a little strong. There's a reason Germany we were just talking about. It. There's a reason Germany didn't step foot on our beaches. There's a reason that China didn't step foot on our shores. Because we have that Second Amendment, we're the only country to that has more guns than people. And other countries know this. They're never going to step foot on our country, ever. It's never going to happen. You know, they might do a terrorist attack or whatever and get away with it, a one-time deal. But you're never going to see an army just march. They'd be dead before they even got here. You, you know, there's just no way it would ever happen. You know, you have our military, which is already the strongest in the world, and then you get the people pissed off. You got you got hundred percent of the population fighting for one cause. Well, and that's why depends, our second amendment. It depends on what you, as far as our military is concerned, because I don't know if you've know, if you've heard about this, but they're basically pushing like a bunch of people out. All these people that all the military that didn't want to take the vaccine. Yeah, they're basing them. They're kicking them out. Well, that's, yeah, but that's just, that's now. I mean, you know, a couple of years from now, we get another president in office, that may change. You, you know, we'll, we'll just. We got to ride, we got to ride resident out, I guess. <laughs> uh, I mean, but yeah. Um, I, as many people may know, I have a disability. I can only really use one good arm. Or one arm. So I had never really thought about guns or, you know, I, I didn't go hunting as a kid. I didn't start hunting until I was just a couple of years ago. Um, just purely from a sport perspective, I was like, you know, I want to see what this is about. You know, it might be kind of fun to, it might be a bonding experience with other people, whatever. So I went and I bought, I got a 20, a 22, which has no kick to it. Um, if you, once your cat, once, as your calibers go up, that's when you start feeling it. (laughs) 
Um, so, and, and it's very, um, very unique experience. The first time I went out and and shot my pistol, I bought a Walther uh, 22, and I forget the model. Um, but basically, like most people, I didn't hit the broadside of a barn. Um, people who think, oh, it'll be like the movies and I can just, no. <laughs> um, the other thing is, too, I did not know that safety, firearm safety used to be taught in schools. It's not yeah, taught yeah. anymore, which is kind of weird. I, I've been trying to track down when did this start and when did this stop? It you started know? many, many, many generations ago. And it stopped um, with our parents. It started, you know, it's like when I went to high school, there was a, well, not when I was in high When I was in elementary school, high school students had their rifles in their trucks. Um, mm -hmm. And it was just, they'd go hunting after school on Friday or, you know, it was just, nobody worried about it. I mean, it was just, and, you know, um, I live in the South, as you do, and mm -hmm. ki kids are given a gun as soon as they come out of the wound here. I'm, I'm, I'm at the womb, pardon me. Um, Pretty much. And they're, and, taught, uh, and they're taught safety. They're taught, you know. Respect. <laughs> they're, you know, there's a lot of Southerners who, <laughs> whose firearms are a part of them. I mean, everybody I know carries. I mean, and they wouldn't leave house. They wouldn't leave the house without something. <laughs> I mean, we had a rule at Lowe's where, when I worked there, that you know you couldn't have your firearm on your person when you were at work. You know, it had to be in your vehicle. Same. But uh, <laughs> do you think anybody listened to that? Somebody broke into our store. <laughs> they were getting shot well, the fuck mean, up, man. <laughs> I always wondered the back because because where I work. I mean, we do, you know, that's part of what we do. And I was, th and, and we have to take active shooter training. Like we have to go through a little video series, which I always kind of la like active shooter training. Yes. No, what I mean is like, we have to go through the little video series. It's like, um, it, it's, it's really, I mean, I get it. It's supposed to be taken seriously, but you, you can't. It's just you're. It's these people in an office setting, right? This guy walks in building, mm. you know, with a backpack. That's actually walks shooter, in the building, right? walks in the building, puts down the backpack, pulls out a rifle, start a shotgun, starts shooting people. Yeah, that's that's active shooter training. That's yeah, we we had similar. Yeah, and then like. Did, did your you video what? include uh, a fire extinguisher at some point? Yeah, some guy just grabbed <laughs> a, fire, a fire extinguisher and like, oh you know, by, by the by the you know, standing by the door like if he comes in here I'm gonna whack him upside the head. Oh um, my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! You know, get as many people as you can. Which I mean, yeah, I can't say in that situation, you know, because. Depending on where you are, there is no real safe place. I mean, unless you can get to the outside doors, the outside on the outer on the on the 
you know, outer walls to where all the safety doors are. Yeah. So, and then you like start, you know, trying to get people out and stuff like that, which makes sense. Of course. But here's my problem. Okay. I work at a place that sells firearms. Who the hell? <laughs> dumb enough. Okay. Dumb enough, which I'm not saying that they are because they, they now these day in this day and age. Um, okay. We can, you know, it would be a bit of a stretch, I know, but yeah. there's like shelves and shelves of ammo. Oh, yeah. There is there are all you gotta do is unlock the case, reach in the case, pull out firearm, take the trigger guard off of it. Uh huh. I mean, yeah, yeah, you have to go through some steps. I'm, I'm, I, it ain't easy. But the point is, but if you're already familiar with firearms, yeah, it wouldn't take that long. No, it wouldn't. And, and, and I can't. And I realize this is required policy and stuff, but it just kind of boggles my mind. It's like, now, let's really can think. I just sit there and I'm just like, let's really think about this. I mean, because mm-hmm. we weren't really. It wasn't really a problem until. Columbine was kind of the blueprint. And once they figured out that, oh, you know, people will freak out if, you know, somebody, um, which I'm pretty sure that's happened before it stuff happened before Columbine, just not in this country. I've heard of like, uh, have you read assassination generation? Yes. That's one of, that's the book I was just thinking of. Um, okay. it was, uh, what was it? Sweden. Uh, Canada, I thought. Either, you know, Sweden or Canada won. They, um, they, I forget what the guy did, but he basically just killed, I don't know, 15, 16 people. Mm-hmm. Um, now it's like, it's become so commonplace that we don't even think about it anymore, which is exactly what they want. They want us so desensitized to... And it's also about gun control. It's like the only way we can stop this violence is take your guns away. Take your law-abiding, you know, legally owned firearm away from you. It's the only way we can stop this violence. And it doesn't matter if it doesn't matter if it's a hunting rifle. It doesn't matter if it's a pistol. They don't. How do you know what? I heard Biden talking about this assault. He's back on the assault rifle ban kick. Okay. Mm-hmm. How do you define an assault rifle? Because, you know, I can assault somebody with anything. What constitutes anything? Any Basically, anything that looks like a M16 to AK-47 to... Oh, so... I mean... So you've defined this. Then. Yeah, well, I mean... <laughs> if you walk in any store and you pick up any kid's gun... I mean, they sell 22 rifles that look like small. I mean, it has a clip. It has the clip and it looks like a miniature M16, basically. I mean, it's pink, but it's a 22. How does that make it any more dangerous than any other, like a fork or a knife? Or it's, It's not. I mean, they just think that. 
okay, uh, there's people like, you know, sending thousands of rounds in bodies. That only happens in the military. First of all, none of these are fully automatic. Now, you can make them fully automatic. There are ways to do it. And they have, you know, outlawed, which has been on the books for I don't know how long. Until recently, there was this thing um, that you could buy that would make a rifle fully automatic. Yeah. But um, I forget what they're called. And, um, but even at that, I mean, you'd really have to work at it to make it. It would take some doing. You don't just, oh, I just bought this thing and I slap it on my gun and, you know, it's just party time, you know. Or you can um, bump fire. Yeah, that that's, it's either the bump, bump stock or something like, it's it's a different, I forget the name of it. They outlawed the bump stock, Right. Um, After the um, Las Vegas thing. Yeah. Nobody talks about that dude anymore. It's erased from history. Well, every every once in a while you'll meet, you'll see some guy on the news. I know you don't watch TV, but every once in a while you'll see, particularly on, they seem to be, Fox seems to be the the one that they pick on. Um. Because every once in a while they'll get some guy who's who's you know like oh I I was I was in Vegas I was I have I still have trauma from like you ain't got no trauma shut up I mean come on like nobody well nobody talks about this this dude that basically just went in a hotel picked a spot stuck a rifle out the window and started shooting people I don't think he did it. I mean, that, well, that's, the, I don't, I didn't I think it was an arms deal going bad in person. Yeah, I mean, I vaguely remember the story, and at this point, it, it's kind of like, well, <laughs> but every once in a while, they get, they get, you have these stories where they're like, and they're all kind of designed to where, oh, he was crazy, he was mentally ill, okay, Oh, the, the cops knew about him beforehand. That's always a kicker, too. Um, they always give you three names. You know, I'll it's never just Joe. Last. Yeah, it's never just Joe Smith. It's Joe um, Bobby Bobby Smith or some crazy thing. Um, it, they're predictable. So they can't be coincidental. That's that, that's my main point. Is these things don't just happen by accident. <laughs> like if you if you know about these people, and they still do these things, then somebody's dropping the ball. Somebody's letting this stuff happen mm-hmm. <laughs> for a specific purpose. <clears throat> but no, you know. <laughs> Well, I think I think there's several things at play when it comes to these mass shootings. And um I don't want to say they're fake. No. But I do want to say they're probably orchestrated outside the realm of some mentally disturbed kid. Um cuz that's the real problem. We we need to take a closer look at the medication 
floating around and the side effects this medication causes. Because, you know, England outlawed guns and they're killing each other with spoons over there. <laughs> so. Yeah. Um, I don't really have anything to say after that. I just, like I said, I think... I think the medication is and mental health is is the real is, big deal, is, is the is the problem of the mass shooting situation. And I know this is an unpopular opinion, but I firmly believe video games desensitize our children, especially those, you know, who may be socially disconnected, you know, like autist slightly autistic or Asperger spectrum, you know, who don't have the social wiring that the rest of us have. You know, I might be introverted, but I understand socializing. You know what I mean? Um, but autism and Asperger spectrum, you know, you really can't connect to other people that way at all. I mean, me, it's just a preference. You know, doesn't mean that I can't. It's just mean I'd rather not. You know, and I think a lot of people get introverts confused with that whole spectrum of, you know, and we're not like that. Um, in fact, I'm I'm Buddhist level anti-violence. I mean, you know, I do like my firearms, but I explained the Second Amendment earlier, so it ain't about violence for me. But um, I do not like violent video games. I don't like violent. I was just bitching about Tarantino's the violence in his movies. Um, I just don't like it. Um, yeah. Um, well, there aren't a whole lot of the other thing is too. There's not a lot of mental. There's not a lot of facilities for mentally ill people. They shut a lot of stuff down. So, because they'd rather medicate people. Oh, just take this pill and you'll be fine. Instead of treating the problem, they just medicate it. So. I know a lot of people talk about that, you know, as well. Yeah. Um, probably probably about time to wrap it up, wouldn't you say? Well, where yeah. are we at? We're almost at two hours. Okay, so uh, anything yeah. you want to talk about before we cut it loose? No, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm good. I don't, uh, I don't. Is there any housekeeping you want to go over that we didn't already cover? Or um, any, any? just go to the go to the Facebook page. Please like, subscribe, tell your friends. You know whether you like it, you hit it. These people are crazy. You know, and uh, funny. You know, and if you would notice the Cash App QR code, that that nobody's donated anything, and we're getting listeners, and. Um, one of the one of the deciding factors of taking the week off is just you know, in spite of the holidays and everything, is just you know this this is taking a lot of our time and focus and ability, and we're still not where we should be as far as a professional podcast goes. We know that, but we're we're just strapped right now. And if you appreciate what you're listening to, and if you feel like we're worth anything. Just throw us a bone, man. You, you know, it's going to go to a good cause. I'm I'm not saying that it's going to, you know, we're going to go save the planet or anything. 
but I'm not going to go buy marijuana with it. Neither is Gio. It's going back to the show, at least for the foreseeable future. We might get some sort of salary out of it at some point if y'all are generous enough, but it's really not what we're looking for at this point. We're just looking to just keep our heads above water as we progress in this project. And uh, it would be helpful. And it would let us know to keep going, that y'all want us to keep going. Because me, I, I mean, you know, I do the show because I want to. It's not, you know, nothing more, than that, nothing more than that. So um, if it's not fun for us to do anymore, we just decided when it gets to that point, we're just not going to do it anymore. So if y'all motivate us and keep it fun for us, then we'll keep doing it, you know. <clears throat> I mean, and I'm not trying to sound like an asshole, but I mean, we could do this on the phone with each other. We don't have to have a podcast. I mean, but we think you might be interested in our conversation. Right. We, we, we liked it. We, we thought it was interesting enough to include y'all. And that's why we want to do it, you know. But if y'all don't want to be included, we're not, you know, we're not going to exercise our Second Amendment and hold a gun to your head and uh, force you to do anything. So there's that. Yeah. So if you like it, uh, we believe in the value for value model. If you get something out of it, pay it forward. You know, just throw us a bone. And you don't. It doesn't have to be money. You can, you know, drop drop me or. Or bug a line and say, hey, I'd like to help you improve your your infrastructure. I'd like to, you know, get contribute art um, to to put on our um, on our uh, show art. Um, yeah, that, our cover know. art's a little old at this point, but yeah, I had this notion that I was gonna, you know, do something to change it up every couple of shows, but it's just I haven't gotten the Life has just been taking a different path at the moment. I just haven't gotten into it. It's not that I don't want to do it, but if somebody else wants to, you know, inspire us to do things, you know, which, you know, it's it's a lot of self-motivation. We like doing what we do, but, you know, a little encouragement never hurts. So if you enjoy this, please contribute to it. Go to the Facebook page. Look at the QR code. You know, send us a message. You know, tell us we suck. Tell us we're great. Whatever you want to do. You know, I mean, it doesn't matter. It's it's we do this. We hope you like it. And uh, that's all I got to say about that. Um, and on that note. I think we will end the episode for the evening. So until next week, hopefully. I'm yeah, Gio. man. And I'm Bob. Uh, Later. Later, Gators. <laughs>